Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Uh, today we're talking about the Grammys. Giving an update on Virginia. And a new measles outbreak in Washington State. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Wow, fresh off music's biggest night. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> did you watch the whole thing, Brian? I did watch the whole thing. I was a little sauced, though, so I don't think I rec- like remember it as much as I should. It was... Long. It was very fucking long. And I felt like they didn't give out any awards until, like... Yeah. I was very confused about that as well. Yeah. We were, like, two hours in, and I was like, I think they've only given out best song. It was, like, best pop duo and Lady <laughs> Gaga won. Yeah. But that was even before... That like, was weird. The, that was, like, before the awards took... It was bizarre. Um, Speaking of bizarre... Yeah. There were some stupid, crazy fucking outfits. Yes. Um, so my what's getting me through for oh, yeah. today is just going to be the Grammys. Uh, first of all, we've got to talk even for just a second. And I hate doing it because it gives these people the attention they want. But I'm going to do it anyway. Joy Via and this other person who's apparently a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Revel wore, rocked up like MAGA looks. Oh, God. Joy Via does this every year. Yeah. Um, this year she wore one that said... Uh, build the wall mm-hmm. was her dress and it looked very like the outfit that your mom makes for you to be a wall in like yeah. your school elementary school play she had like barbed wire on her shoulders yeah she kind of looked like lady liberty from the front and then the back it was a wall it was very weird my question ricky rebel also wore like a trump 2020 jacket my uh-huh. question in general is like why are these people invited to the Grammys? I know. When was the last time Joy Via had like a popular song? I couldn't tell you anything about this person other no. than they do this. No. And this Ricky Rebel guy, he apparently, he seems to have more of a career than Joy Via. Mm-hmm. But he's like this weird person where he's like an LGBT advocate. He's gay, but he like loves Trump. Those, that, that, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> but my main thing the whole time is I'm like, why do these people like especially her why does she keep getting invited back to the grammys like what is because if she wasn't invited they'd be like oh they're censoring the maga artists but has she released a song like that like warrants her to be like invited exactly because i just feel like not everybody who makes a song gets invited to the grammys i figure they're probably like it's press whatever it must be something like that. I, I agree that it must be something where it's like, well, now we've got to invite her every year because yeah. if we don't, then she's going to go on Twitter and be like, they didn't invite me because of my hideous gowns. <laughs> 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 and it's just like, no, they didn't invite you because you're not actually one of the record industry's like top, like you're not in the elite of the record industry. Yeah. It just feels strange to me. Well, it's like, I, I know there's also this movement where like, we don't like musicians feel like they don't need the validation of a Grammy nomination anymore. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like that's what Drake's whole speech was about. Which they cut off. Which they cut off. Mm-hmm. But like he was talking for too long. Yeah. I mean, the show was going on very, very long and yes. like decisions needed to be made. I feel like they could have cut the part where they just talked about the Grammy museum. 
yes. for a little while. I was like, you know what? We're actually at, it's I almost 1130 right now. So maybe yeah. we cut the Grammy Museum. I completely blocked that whole part out. Like, I don't remember anything about it. It I I didn't block it out in the sense that I was like, I can't believe that they, <laughs> they haven't cut this I for know. time. I'm... I just want to be like, I'm so excited that Casey Musgraves won Album of the Year. I, I stand really, her. I really need to listen mm-hmm. to Golden Hour. I was just saying to Brian before we recorded that I went to Nashville recently, developed a newfound love of country music. And I'd been hearing from bunch of, from a bunch of people all year that Casey Musgraves is great. Mm-hmm. And then I did this uh, like MTV live stream after the Grammys last night. And one of the people who was on my panel who works at MTV, like knows a ton about music, yeah. was like he was like you know i loved all these artists but low-key golden hours it's an amazing record amazing amazing album and there's like there's songs on it that you're like how has this not been written before because it's like such a universal feeling yeah but you're like but this is actually like like verbalizing it in a way that i hadn't heard before like there's a couple of examples of that and she's also like very like pro lgbtq which was like yes which was like this like huge thing when she came on the scene because Mm -hmm. like that wasn't really like present in country music yes like at all and then she because she Mm -hmm. had that follow your arrow song it's Mm -hmm. like anyways and she's also a huge stoner oh she smokes weed like every day and she'll like smoke it on stage she makes i just saw her at the beacon theater and she makes a lot of jokes about being high and like she has she's a lot of references to smoking weed. In also, Brandy Carlisle, who performed last uh-huh. night, is I queer. Love her. Yeah, she's she's an out lesbian. She's yes. married. And and so I I just think that's cool to see like LGBT acceptance coming into country music yeah. and stuff. I feel like she's more like Americana. Yes, but Not I love to pull feathers. Yeah, <laughs> but I do. I, I feel like country's been in this, not that I'm like an expert in music, but I feel like country has kind of been in a weird place ever since they like blackballed the Dixie Chicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now like but we're like, coming back into I, the social yeah. con- socially conscious country music too. I've been a big fan of Brandy Carlisle's for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm just really happy that she's getting the, the bit. Last Her night was a big night for me. Great. It was unbelievable. Yes. Oh, and then Gaga. And obviously Gaga, for yeah. you was I, huge. Last night was huge for me. I really thought that Janelle Monae was had one of the, like, I think she had an iconic Grammys performance. Yeah, another queer lady. Yes, and she's fantastic. I know Cardi's lip sync was off, but I yeah. enjoyed, I like that Cardi <laughs> was like, welcome to the Grammys <laughs> an hour and a half into the show <laughs> because she's performing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the energy I want to bring to 2019. Yeah. Uh, I love. She was that. also the first woman to ever win Best Rap Album. Yeah, first solo because oh, the Fugees got it. Right. Um, but she's the first woman to ever win it on her own. Uh-huh. Side note: Let's get Offset off stage yes, chewing please. his fucking gum. I know. Like, like, why are you? Why? Yeah. Here. I know. She's I, like, I, like, let your let your woman do it, and he's like always like he's like constantly touching yeah. her. Yeah, and also just like spit your fucking gum out. Dude. Yeah, like like at least spit your fucking gum out. But you know, like I feel like there's this like weird thing I noticed, in especially like hetero relationships, mm-hmm. though. Like I feel like a lot of the time, like the man will constantly like have his arm around a girl yeah. to like mine. To, yeah, like sort mine. of dominance thing, and it always like makes me grow. Like puts like makes me feel gross. Yeah, it was. That was strange. Um, And there were a couple other just like interesting Grammys things I wanted to talk about. So last year, uh, the head of the Recording Academy made a very controversial statement where he basically there were only six women nominated last year. There was only one woman in album of the year and people called the Grammys out for it. And they were like, that's insane. We have so many like we've women are at the top of the music game 
right now on so many levels. And that's also the same for a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and he said women need to step up yeah. if they want to be which was nominated for more awards, which is insane. Last night, we had 15 women nominated in all the big categories. And when Dua Lipa won for uh, Best New Artist. Another person I stand. Yes. Uh, and I, and her performance was great, too. Yeah. Uh, she referenced it and she was like, I guess we really stepped it up. Yeah. So that was that was I felt like I felt like these Grammys were both really apolitical, but had like small moments. I know. I, w- I was feeling that way, too. I was like, it's interesting because, you know, like a year ago, you couldn't watch an award ceremony without people making overt political stances. Yeah. And this year, it didn't. It hasn't really been happening as much. No, what they, they were more subtle. Like Camila Cabello in her opening with uh-huh. Havana, which obviously I love. I personally, I think that she did it to honor my vacation, <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. Uh, but she had someone reading a newspaper that said "Build bridges, not uh-huh. walls." So that was there. Um, the one thing that I thought was weird was I really expected to hear more people say "Free Twenty One Savage," because they played oh. Post Malone did their song oh really like, yeah so i just felt like it was weird like when post also, malone was performing i was like they're gonna say something about 21 savage he's shockingly talented post malone yes i like did not un- like, expect that i was yeah. like oh wow he's really good i know like, i also love that song it, that song is so good but, so i just felt like i was like okay obviously they're gonna say something about 21 savage here uh-huh. nothing nobody said it until um gambino's buddy Ludwig this chick, went up. This chick, her, was mm-hmm. also chewing gum. Yeah, we gotta... You know what? That's uh, that's freshman drama class 101. You can't be chewing gum. She was like... Her speech was annoying, too. I don't... I honestly... That I didn't... I don't even remember. Um, But it... it I really was surprised. It was interesting. It was an interesting show. I felt like as far as award show goes, it was really good. It was like a little I too think long. So too. But I thought Alicia Keys was a really good host. Yeah. I like that they didn't do any like weird sketches or try yes. to make it funny or do anything like that. Alicia Keys was just like, hey, everybody, I love music. I'm playing two pianos. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch more music. And it was like yeah. really nice. I know. So all we have left is really the Academy Awards and then that's it. The Academy Awards... They don't even have a host yet, do they? I don't think they have a host at all. I don't think so. They, they're just not gonna have. They're just not gonna have a host. I think that the Academy Awards, honestly, at this point, should just take a note from the Grammys. Just make it a celebration of movies, mm-hmm. whatever. That's all it's gonna be. Show some classic clips. Have some people come up. Just make it like a like earnest celebration of movies, and don't try to do anything else. Yeah, I okay. agree. But Brian, what's been getting you through this week? In Trump's America, apart from every single person that you love winning a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just like scrolling through the news as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this headline really jumped out to me, out to me because it's hilarious. <laughs> and it's, it's from the BBC. And it says, Fox News host Pete Hegseth has confessed on air that he has not washed his hands for 10 years because, quote, germs are not a real thing. <laughs> oh, Pete. <laughs> Oh, Pete, no. Pete is a Harvard and Princeton graduate. And he said, (laughs) because I can't see them, I don't think they exist. Like, but yeah, he says, I inoculate myself, whatever the fuck that means. And um, he said, my 2019 resolution is to say things on air that I say off air, which is. If I was Pete Hagseth's co-host and he said that on air, 
all I would not be able to concentrate for the rest of the broadcast because all I would be thinking about were the times that I had like shaken hands with him or like touched something that he had touched. Like all what I would. What does he do when he, after he poops or like goes he just to has the bathroom? He has poop hands. He has poop hands. <laughs> He's like spreading E. coli across the Fox newsroom. He's like, I, I because I can't see them. That's so crazy for. I mean, obviously. Like gravity exists. And I like know. there's like magnets. Wind. Like, <laughs> I don't believe in wind because I can't see it. I can't, I can't see, it. see the wind. Like I don't. Someone's just breathing on me really heavily. It's. It, I mean. <laughs> it's flabbergasted. It's crazy. <laughs> what does he mean? I inoculate myself. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like he's been vaccinated. I have no but idea. But you can't vaccinate yourself against germs pans yeah. and E. coli. And. Or cholera or like whatever. <laughs> and it was on Fox and Friends. And I'm sure Donald was watching and was like, wow, I'm never shaking that person's hand because he's a notorious germaphobe. Oh, yeah, germaphobe. he's a germaphobe. So, says, yeah, I feel like that's like that's going to put them on the outs. When he was in his book, he's, he wrote one of the uh, Trump wrote one of the curses of American society is the simple act of shaking hands. And the more successful and famous one becomes the worse this terrible custom seems to get. I happen to be a clean hands freak. I feel much better after I thoroughly wash my hands, which I do as much as possible. I don't know if I'd call it a curse of American society. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many things I would call a curse of American society. I would call Donald Trump a curse of yeah. American society before I would call shaking hands. Like, I understand, like, that idea that, like, shaking hands is kind of, like, gross. Yeah. Like, when you really think about well, especially it. Especially when you've got people out here, like Harvard graduates, <laughs> saying that they don't believe in germs. It's insane. It's, that's an insane statement. And I'm really glad that you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's like, not like, not a lot of people are talking about it. I was just like, this is just fun. Well, I really hope that I'm sure the influx of people, hopefully like his loved ones are going to contact him and be like, Pete, be like, no. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy. Like now. Like, what does his wife do? Like, that's gross. I, now, wherever he goes, like anytime he goes to the bathroom, people are going to be like listening to hear like yeah. the faucet go on to like know that he's washing his hands. It's so that's, weird. Like, but I guess the moral of that story is like definitely don't have dinner over his house. No. <laughs> Should we get into the main news? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we have a Virginia update. Which is unfortunate. I know. I was like, hopefully something would have happened between then and now where we don't have to talk about this. No, it's only getting worse. Yeah. It's only getting worse. So, <laughs> Governor Northam, Senor Moonwalk, uh, <laughs> he, he's decided to go on his comeback tour. He's refusing to resign. Mm -hmm. He went on CBS this morning today, and he has already gotten into more trouble. Let's hear a clip of what he said. If you look at Virginia's history, we're now uh, at the 400 year anniversary, uh, just 90 miles from here. Uh, in 1619, the first uh, indentured servants from Africa landed on our shores in Old Point Comfort, what we call now Fort Monroe. And while also known as slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good correction. Gail King is like, uh, you mean slavery? Like, like you mean enslaved people? This uh, dude is like, Virginia has a really high population of black people. Yeah. And, and also a history of slavery. Slavery. So, I mean, first of all, calling enslaved people indentured servants from, from Africa, Africa is Virginia history like like 101 like i'm sure that that's what is is put in our textbook so it is very virginian of him to do that he needs to be quiet also it's so funny because gail king starts the interview and she's like 
so I'm just going to let you start. You start however you want and like make a statement. And that is literally the first fucking thing he said. It's the first thing out of his mouth, which is, I mean, (laughs) I just don't understand. Who's his press people? He can't give an interview. He can't do anything. Like all of this started because of a very bungled statement that he made about abortion that, I mean, it got blown out of proportion. He wasn't saying what people thought he was saying, but because he's not well-spoken, clearly. Yeah. Like, that was the root of it. Is that like, he should have known, I'm talking about a really, really divisive issue. I'm talking about something that, as I'm talking about it, I know there are groups that are going to be foaming at the mouth to yeah. misconstrue what I say. So I should be extremely, yeah. extremely clear in what I'm talking about. It's also like, this whole thing has happened also because when he got shown those pictures of his yearbook with the someone with a KKK hood and, and someone else in blackface, yeah. He said, that's me. And then he said, oh, actually, that isn't me. But I did do blackface ones when I was dressing up as Michael Jackson for Halloween. <laughs> but I didn't do it. Like, I only did a little bit of blackface because shoe polish is really hard to get off. Yeah, technically it was brown. Yes. And then he <laughs> almost did a moonwalk. So it's just, <laughs> it's just like, I think that whoever is on his communications team, like, we need to add them to the list of people who have to resign. Uh and I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to resign. He says he will not. He also has um, already released a statement um, following this mishap this morning. He says, during a recent event at Fort Monroe, I spoke about the arrival of the first Africans in Virginia and referred to them in my remarks as enslaved. A historian advised me that the use of indentured was more historically accurate. The fact is, I'm still learning and committed to getting it right. Dude. You should learn. Who is the historian? I know. Why aren't you Who? more why aren't you more <laughs> learned by now? Yeah. Like first of all, don't run it by a historian. Run it by like the Black Caucus of Virginia. Yeah. Like maybe start talking to them before And then maybe you, your communications director. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe hire some black people. I don't know. I, like I know. <laughs> like why don't we like we need to get more people in the room on a lot of this stuff. He's not going to resign. No, he's not going to. So now it's kind of just up to the Virginia Democratic Party to figure out how to like mitigate the damage of having him still be in office. Yeah. And hopefully the people of Virginia who do want Democratic government don't vote Democrats out or it doesn't depress the Democratic vote because they're like, well, we voted for Democrats and then it was all nonsense and they brought like shame upon us. So but that's not even where it ends. No, that's not even where it ends. So, um, so Lieutenant, yeah. Lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax is now facing a second accusation of sexual assault from a woman named Meredith Watson, who says he attacked her in 2000. Yes. Fairfax is denying both allegations and is calling for an investigation. However, a lot of prominent Democrats, like national Democrats, yeah. Tim Kaine, Tim Kaine, uh, they're all saying he should resign. Yeah. You know what's fun about Tim Kaine? This is just a side note. If you call his office, he records his own uh, voice, his own answering machine. Oh, that is nice. And he does them in Spanish, too. Oh. And he also carries a harmonica with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> he can play fun the fact. harmonica. You never know. I wonder if there's ever been a time where he's, they're like inappropriate to him. Like he brings out the harmonica. <laughs> yeah. And they're like discussing, I don't know, indentured servants. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like Tim Kaine. Did you do blackface? And he's like, let me, sh- <laughs> let me pull out my harmonica. And then he's like, and his mm. wife is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Justin Fairfax thing. I mean, it's weird because it's like, yeah, I do think that we should subject things to investigations before we are like 
mm-hmm. this person has to resign. But at the same time, I also recognize that investigations into assaults that took place like th- this many years ago are really inconclusive in general. Yeah. Well, one of the, I think one of the women is like works with survivors. Yes. The original, um, the woman who came forward first, whose name I don't mm-hmm. have in front of me, but she's a professor and she works with survivors and has been an advocate. And she even like, she didn't just come out of the woodwork when all of this stuff was going on. When she saw that Fairfax was going to be potentially elevated to the office, she went to the Washington Post yeah. with her allegation and she's alluded to it in other ways. She didn't really want to come forward and do all this stuff, but she, I heard someone, um, call it like she was going to see him fail up like just and she was like i can't yeah like i get I that can't. that's yeah. like the same thing with kavanaugh you yeah. know she's um Bla- christine blasey ford saw that he was about to be appointed to the supreme court and she was like fuck i don't this man yeah. should not have a seat here i think what would be the best course of action for democrats in virginia at this point is for Justin Fairfax to resign, Mm -hmm. for Ralph Northam to appoint someone to take his position, and then for Ralph Northam to fucking resign. Yeah, I agree. And then the will of the Virginian people to have a Democrat like in government is not subverted by the fact that, unfortunately, these people are all clowns. (laughs) 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 Like, like unbeknownst to us, these they're all clowns. It's just frustrating that these people... They like obviously they should suffer the repercussions of their actions. Yeah. But like when Donald Trump was elected, we just forgot about all the women who have accused him of sexual assault. I mean, yeah, it's like it's very infuriating. And it, for like Republicans to call on them to resign, it's like, go fuck yourselves I know. and look in a mirror. Exactly. It's like, I mean, it sucks to be the party that has to like stand up for all these things because the other party, their whole thing is that they don't give a shit about yeah. it. But like we are the party that has to stand up for these things. Mm-hmm. So like something has to be done. And I wish that some of these men would be selfless enough to come up with a solution where it's like, I have to step aside, but we can't just allow this calamity to take place. And for all the people who voted to have their rights protected for all the people who voted to have the Medicare expansion come to their state for all yeah. the people who want, you know, democratic policies in place. Like we can't have them lose their voice basically because of this calamity yeah but that would require these people to agree to do something really selfless that i don't think is like a reason why people get into politics yeah (laughs) so these people i don't think any of them are gonna resign i don't think a single one of them is gonna resign no i actually don't and we'll just have to figure out how much damage that does yeah to the democratic party i mean they were just elected yeah. So it's hard to know four years from now what the situation will be. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I think I do think Virginia because Virginia does off year elections. So like the like the house, like the House delegate like or the House of Delegates and like the Senate are up this year. So it's mm-hmm. like it could start up like Virginia. They were hoping to retake the whole Congress, yeah. too. And now this really puts that in jeopardy because either one, people are disillusioned with the Democratic Party. They're not going to vote Democrat or they're just like heartbroken by what they've seen and they don't feel like coming out to the polls. Like Ralph Northam built a contingency on being like this other candidate is racist. I'm the not racist candidate. And he yeah. like lobbied for the votes of people of color in Virginia. And it's like, can you really get them to the polls again when they've been betrayed in this crazy way? Yeah. You know, can you get women to the polls again when they've been betrayed by Justin Fairfax? Like, 
basically two major, major voting contingencies of the Democratic Party have been completely disrespected by this entire process. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect them to necessarily be like, oh, for the good of the party, I'm yeah. going to show up on election day. Like, because it's like, who does this party belong to if these are the leaders? Yeah. So that sucks. And Virginia's just still in chaos. Yeah. Um, shall on, we talk about something that I'm actually kind of excited to talk about, even yeah. though it's bad? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, but it's a topic we've not broached on the pod before. Mm hmm. The measles outbreak in Washington state. So yeah. some of you guys may have heard, um, but there's currently a very bad measles outbreak in Washington state. And uh, this is basically because a quarter of all kindergartners in Washington are not immunized. Which is fucking crazy. Because Washington state um, and along with a lot of other states, all but three states, California, Mississippi and West Virginia, allow parents to reject vaccinations for non-medical reasons such as religious or personal beliefs and so as a result one in four kindergartners in these three counties is not inoculated against measles mumps and rubella oh my god <laughs> so now there's a measles outbreak which is what fucking happens mm -hmm. and it's just so irresponsible to other people because some people can't have vaccinations due to other health issues yeah. or immune deficiencies and so they rely upon other people like yeah. PACs. Like herd immunity. Herd, herd immunity. So they won't get sick. Yeah. And now they're getting fucking measles, which is a disease that almost went away centuries, dec decades ago. Yes, it was almost completely uh, eliminated two decades ago. Um, another group that's like at risk are just infant babies because infant yeah. babies aren't inoculated mm -hmm. yet because they're not able to take the vaccine. So part of herd immunity is protecting infant babies yeah from getting these diseases and measles so like because we almost eradicated it mm. everyone's forgotten that measles is really fucking bad yeah and it's actually really contagious so i pulled out i pulled up some like information this is from the cdc about measles so measles is so contagious that if one person has it 90 percent of the people close to that person who are not immune will also become infected M infected people can spread measles to others from four days before through four days after the measles rash appears and Jesus. the virus can live up to two hours in the air where an infected infected person has coughed or sneezed if other people breathe the contaminated air or touch the infected surface then touch their eyes noses or mouths they can become affected that is it, insane yeah it's airborne it's a really really contagious disease and little kids obviously get their hands up in everything the disease first you you get a rash but it can also cause you to lose hearing mm -hmm. like many people i've seen it you know people talking about like I got measles before the outbreak came out and I'm still deaf in my right ear yeah. because I got fucking measles. Other people who we haven't heard from are the kids who died. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I almost just spit my coffee all over the microphone. <laughs> because people died from having measles and it's just like, it's basically like vaccine vaccines were so effective that yeah. we forgot. We forgot why we were vaccinating people. Exactly. And now all these fucking parents who were vaccinated, yeah. who never had to fear getting measles, mm -hmm. are putting their children. Because of fucking Jenny McCarthy thinking that because she vaccinated her son, he's autistic. Yes. And there's a couple things I want to say about that. One. Why does she still have a job? A. 
I don't know why. Why haven't we sent her to an island where she and the other non-vaccinated people can live their non-vaccinated life? She, first of all, vaccines don't cause autism. And if you're hearing this (laughs) and you're like, yes, they do. I want to tweet at Elise about it. Instead of doing that, throw your phone in the river. (laughs) 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 They don't. Second of all, let's live in a world where they do. Uh Uh-huh having an autistic child is actually not worse than having a child who died because because they got measles. (laughs) I know. Like there are people who live on the autism spectrum who live happy lives. Yes, exactly. Obviously everyone wants their, their child to be born like happy and healthy and neurotypical so that they can live a healthy life. But we also should think about the fact that like all this language about being like, well, if you vaccinate your kid, they're going to be, autistic is pretty shitty for autistic Mm -hmm. people who are alive and they're like wow so you're basically saying you would rather like i would be better off dead than with my like manageable disability obviously there are ranges of autism some more manageable than others but like come on but like and now it's just like this whole huge movement like there was just those protests Mm -hmm. of like mothers like saying don't vaccinate your children or whatever. They're doing some sort Psycho. of demonstration. Hopefully people took their children to get vaccinated while they were there. Yeah, also, I mean, like, first I of wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't want to hang out in that group. No, no. I'm like, don't put all your kids together. Yeah. You dumb dumbs. <laughs> don't bring them all in the same no, group. Don't ever get together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You crazy people. It's like, uh, and it, it's really sad because it's one of those things where like, if you were an adult and you ha- wanted to not vaccinate yourself by choice somehow, that's fine. Okay. But to make the choice for a little kid yeah. really sucks. And actually, but you're also making the decision for other people too. Yes. You're making the decision for other people who are immunocompromised or are infants. Yeah. And I actually was reading that, um, in Australia, there's now this situation where teenagers are getting vaccinated behind their anti-vaxxer parents, backs Ooh, rebellious. Like, i know that's like the new smoking cigs yeah. he's like S- sorry mom i got vaccinated or like the mom is in yeah. in the bedroom and she finds like a receipt yeah <laughs> like a little vaccination oh slip and she's like what is this <laughs> i can't believe you would do this uh i always think whenever i think about like i, th- I always think about polio for some reason when we talk about vaccinations yes. and then i think about fdr and the fact yes. that he was paralyzed and no one knew about it during his presidency. Isn't it's, that insane? It's crazy. And and here's one thing. This is actually true. I, I have a, uh, I had a friend from um, middle school and, and high school who actually recently passed away, which is very sad. Um, but he got polio from the vaccine. Really? But he was one of a very small number of people. And his dad didn't become an advocate for anti-vaxxing. His dad became an advocate for a safer form of mm. the vaccine. His dad wasn't like, we're never going to, like, you guys shouldn't vaccinate your kids. Yeah. His dad was like, we need a safer form mm-hmm. of this vaccine. Did he pass away from polio-related? I, in, in- I think, I don't know all of the details, uh-huh. but I, I think he passed away from, he had a lot of health complications, basically, from having gotten polio as a child. <laughs> yeah. um, because funny, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why we vaccinated yeah. against it, because it's not even just that, like, there there are a lot of health things associated. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that it was related to him getting polio. So it's not, like, I do know someone who mm-hmm. got sick from a vaccine, right. but using that person's own 
family who I knew as an example, they were just like, we need to make them safer, not we need to get rid of them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And People, that's from an effect, like someone who's actually affected, like in a real way, like, like actually scientifically was I affected. Think, I just think there's, there's nothing more frustrating to me than someone who picks and chooses science. Yeah. And will like believe like, like the same argument for like climate change. Like they'll like use cell phones and be like, you know, science made, your cell phone that's why like we have like satellites and you know like that's yeah. science so why don't you believe why like you know what i mean yeah, it's just, just picking and choosing. i mean it comes from such a place of privilege it comes from this place mm-hmm. where basically we vaccinated against all these illnesses and we as a society in general have forgotten in american society at least we've forgotten what it's like to have disease outbreaks really i yeah. mean when was like like we haven't really had a major outbreak that was actually killing people. I mean, polio yeah. was enormously devastating yeah. to so many people. Measles is hugely devastating to so many mm-hmm. people. Smallpox. Smallpox. I mean, it's it's <laughs> crazy. And like, it's also really bad. Like, let's say a woman is immunocompromised, so she can't be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. She gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. If a pregnant woman contracts rubella mumps measles one of those things that's the end of her pregnancy yeah like that like so it's just so fucking crazy it's so selfish it's so selfish and insane insane and these people like you said need to be put on an island where they can all live together and die together yeah (laughs) i'm and it's you know i get that we have to have religious religious exemptions like that's what our country is based on. But if people were just using religious exemptions, we would not have this many. Like we need to stop mm-hmm. the people who are Jenny what McCarthy is, do you, exemptions. Do you, do you know what the, do you know what like a religious example would be? I mean, you know how like, I think like Scientologists and like Jehovah's witnesses oh. and stuff, like don't believe in medicine. Oh, right. So, <laughs> so ipso facto, you can't, there are some like extreme ideologies mm-hmm. that don't believe mm-hmm. in medicine mm-hmm. which is insane i know but even if we were only catering to them it would be a very small amount of people it's these people who are claiming their exemption for like cuckoo crazy it's like the tumblr exemption yeah like they read <laughs> a meme and now they're exempt and like yeah. that i don't i'm like i think and i think it's affected jim carrey's career because he's he's one of he's jenny mccarthy's ex and he believes the same thing does Jim Carrey believe the same yes. thing? Jim Car- and Jim Carrey is an anti-vaxxer as well. Oh, Jim, no. No. It's Jim. so bizarre. Jim, no. I know. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. That makes me sad. I know. I love him. I know. I really love him and I wish him the best and I really hope that he changes his tune about that. Ugh. Well, but yeah, guys, vaccinate your children, people. That, if you're having kids, hey, vaccinate them. If you know people who aren't vaccinating your kids, try to have a conversation to them or book them a one-way ticket to yeah. Pablo Escobar's island. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that actually. There's this island was formerly owned by Pablo Escobar. It's up for grabs if they all want to oh, move wow. there. <laughs> yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, buy they it for could everyone. all go to the Fire Festival Island and just yeah. like live there. Yeah. <laughs> they can all have mumps together yeah exactly should we move on to one more thing yes we have two more more things yes um two more things two more things (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess that makes the most sense (laughs) um shutdown talks so remember we had had the longest government shutdown ever i recall 
and then they um, signed a short spending bill. Yeah. Well, that spending bill is due to expire this Friday at midnight. <laughs> I love that they're at midnight. It's so suspenseful. <laughs> um, and it looks like it's gonna happen again. Yeah, so the negotiations basically hit a major ro- roadblock. Democrats are still saying they're not gonna give money for the wall, but what I'm reading is that like they're open to money for a Fencing. And like reinforcing parts that are already built walls. Yes. Not like not like a C to signing C. Yeah. Th- basically something that Trump can like go out there and be like, I'm building the wall. And mm-hmm. like we all know that that's not a true. smart wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yes. We're building the smart wall. Um, but then so now de- but Democrats are basically saying like we'll do this. But what we want is to limit the number of beds that mm-hmm. ICE can have in the dissension facilities, basically meaning like limiting the number of people that ICE can detain at once. They want to cap the number at 16,500, which they said is around the level of interior detentions in the final years of the Obama administration. Um, with, but it's fewer than the number that are currently detained under the Trump administration. So obviously Trump has no desire to do that. He's already tweeting about it. Yeah. He's like, he's saying the border committee Democrats are behaving all of a sudden irrationally. Not only are they unwilling to give dollars for the obviously needed wall in parentheses, they need, they overrode recommendations of border patrol experts, but they don't even want to take murderers into custody. What's going on? That's not true. Yeah. Meanwhile, the governor of New Mexico is removing National Guard troops from the border because he's like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. The sheriff of El Paso is like this. We don't need this. Yeah. So, like. I mean, if it shuts down again. Right. Tweeting like crazy today, actually. Oh, yeah. He's he's (laughs) on one. He said no president ever worked harder than me cleaning up the mess I inherited. False. The Democrats do not want us to deign or send back criminal aliens. This is a brand new demand. Crazy. The Democrats are so self-righteous and angry. Loosen up and have some fun. The country is doing well. It's insane. Well, he's giving a speech today um, in El Paso, like we were saying. Um, I think it's a campaign rally. But at the same time, our friend Beto O'Rourke will be be also also giving a speech. speech. So is he announcing? We don't know. I mean, that sounds like an announcement to me. Like that... Why is, I mean, he's not going to give a speech to be like, I'm not running. Yeah, I know. Like, that seems strange. Or, Um, like, maybe he's announcing a 2020 Senate race. That's also true. Maybe he could announce that he's made another decision. But I guess, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what Beto says. Speaking Speaking of 2020, 2020, uh, Um, we've got Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, yeah. who got into the race this week. She announced um, she is the senator from Minnesota. She's the first female senator from Minnesota. Um, you guys might remember her from the Kavanaugh hearings yes. when she was asking Brett Kavanaugh about if he drinks or if he's ever blacked out. She's like, I don't know, do you? He's. Um, she's like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever um, drink to blackout. No. Uh, yeah, our um, I like beer senator to you. Yeah. That's to Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you heard that in our intro and that, that's her. Oh, yeah. Now, the one big thing against her is that BuzzFeed News mm-hmm. put out an article like a week ago being yeah. like she basically there are all these reports, credible reports that she's yeah. like terrible to her staffers yeah. and like she's, throws things at them. She has one of the highest staff turnover rates, like the data, yes. like the data backing up it is not good. Um, and it yeah. doesn't help that she like her whole image is this like 
nice Midwestern kind of thing. She's trying, she does like the whole family thing. I'm also just tired of like, I like Amy Klobuchar, but I'm also tired of people shoving their children down my throats. Yeah. <laughs> like she's been like her, like her, like her daughters be like, I'm taking over my mom's social media feed. Yeah. And like Kirsten Gillibrand, every time she gives a speech or like an interview, she like mentions the fact that she's a mother like multiple times. And I'm like, I don't give two shits about your children. I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's are you a good, are you going to be a good leader? Like yeah. that's all like, it's like basically saying like the fact that if you don't have kids, that's not good. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I mean, I'm I'm loving the fact that we have so many women in the race mm-hmm. at this point. Like we've gone from one female candidate to many, yeah. many so far. Like Elizabeth Warren has like is officially running. Yes. She was doing the exploratory committee with It's like girl, she's like, I'm running for president. It's like, girl, we know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> mm, yeah, I know. Duh. Yeah, it's so funny, like the exploratory committee is the announcement. Anyway. Trump um, tweeted something really mm. dumb about Amy Klobuchar that I wanted to read um, because it's extremely stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, it happened again. Amy Klobuchar announced she is running for president, talking proudly about fighting global warming by standing in a vir- virtual blizzard of snow, ice, and freezing temperatures. Bad timing. Maybe and her, may, by the end of her speech, she looked like a snow wo- snowman, in parentheses, woman. Yeah. What? I have... So many things to say just about this one tweet. One, it happened again. What are you referring to? The like, what, the snow? <laughs> when was the first time that this happened? <laughs> well, it happened again. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you referring to? Um, in a virtual blizzard of snow, she was in an actual blizzard. That's just semantics. But anyway, uh-huh. um, and then also there's no need to write snowman parentheses woman. It's just snow woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really easy. You could go snow person. Mm-hmm. She he could have even just been like she looked like a snowman, and I would have been like whatever. I wouldn't have been like, like that's sexist. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been like oh my god, she got the, he got her snow pronouns wrong. <laughs> like, but it's just insane. Why didn't he just write snow woman? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I it's, don't know. It is insane. And also, again, he just doesn't understand anything, and like the planet is dying because of this. Fucking I mean, it's not because of him, but like it will continue to die because he's very dumb. Uh, it's also like I, I, I wonder why he picks and chooses the people he tweets about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was he, like, strange. Barely ever tweets about um like Kamala Harris. Like, I don't know if he no, has. I think he's scared of Kamala Harris. Yeah, I think he's scared to say anything about her or Gillibrand. I don't think he's tweeted about Gillibrand. He obviously he's obsessed with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, he said something horrible. Oh yeah. my god. So he also tweeted about Elizabeth Warren today. Elizabeth Warren sometimes referred to me by me as Pocahontas. Join the race for president. Will she run as our first Native American presidential candidate? Or has she decided that after 32 years, this is not playing so well anymore? See you on the campaign trail, Liz. He all caps trail in reference to the Trail of Tears, which is a genocide, a genocide. that happened. Yeah, I think that they made uh, Andrew Jackson, who's someone Donald Trump reveres and also actually a distant relative of mine. Um, and couldn't read. And couldn't, he couldn't read? Yeah, apparently. Well, this this is like maybe an apocryphal story, but apparently OK comes from how he used to write all correct on his mm-hmm. papers. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, he thousands of Native Americans died because um, he made them travel in freezing temperatures. Yeah, and that's actually... Um, I took an international human rights in film class. Oh, wow. And we learned about the tenets of like what makes a genocide mm-hmm. and making people walk, like relocating people and like walking them mm-hmm. and being like, you just have to go. 
that is a gen like that is in the UN definition of like ways that genocide happens. Yeah. Like, and also like separating children. <laughs> There's a lot um, of things, but yeah, just forcing people to walk in uh-huh. sub zero temperatures and being like, not giving them any support and just like making them all relocate mm-hmm. is like a textbook definition of genocide. I will say that I am surprised that Donald Trump is capable of making a historical reference of any kind. I know. Of course, it was hateful and horrible and disturbing, but I'm, I was honestly like, when I first read it, I was like, does he know what the Trail of Tears is? Yeah. But I think his capitalization is what shows us yeah, that he that did he know. Yeah, he did know. And also, there, there was, I guess, I mean, Elizabeth Warren, it just came out again that she signed as a Native American. Yeah, we were talking, I think we bar. talked about that, me and oh, Sammy, right. a little bit, mm. but the Ugh. whole thing is, that whole thing is, I, I don't I don't envy the Native American population in the United States for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've done a lot of bad to them and continue to do it. But like watching this dialogue play out must be extremely painful. Yeah. Like that fucking sucks to have like to have a senator who you probably agree with mm-hmm. on many things have like exploited your identity in this weird way in this very like white lady way. And then to have the president consci- con- like continuously using racial slurs against her. And then now he's like bringing up one of the most like historically painful memories for your entire like right. Ra- I mean, it's just, I think that that's, I imagine it's very painful. And I think about that whenever yeah. I see these things come out like that sucks. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. that brings us to the end, guys. Uh, until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Suck Podcast. Betches.